Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 363 of the Captain Mo Show. This is your captain speaking with Al Happy. 363, nice round number. Top of the morning. Top of the morning, top of the week. Um, so much happened last week. We've had a relatively quiet week, news-wise. There, there was some news that I was initially excited about, but now I couldn't give a rat's shitty ass. Uh, yep. EC3 and Adam share. Uh, announced control your narrative is more than a catchphrase but it's now an impending new promotion which uh honestly i was excited about and then the whole premise was there's no booker they tell their own stories they pretty much literally control their narrative i thought sounds unique let's see how it goes then sounds like an e-fending kind of way but i like it yeah and then last night they go and announce um austin aries is joined yeah a lot of people are sour about that but I mean, like you, you come on, you, you already knew that there was going to be guys that, you know, were going to draw a certain attention. And Austin Aries is one of those guys. I mean, talent wise, good for them. That's a great talent pickup for real. Uh, but he, he is a douche of a person. So. I, I find it quite funny how everybody's going to control their own narrative and tell their own stories. And then people are like, what are they going to do when Eagle gets involved? And then they hire Austin Aries. And then, like, this guy, okay. <laughs> well, that answers the question. Gee, how the hell are we going to work around this guy's stories? <laughs> Watch this story. Watch this story. He's just going to, every story is going to be about him. Yeah. And if he doesn't get his own way, we saw what happened in Impact. Oh, yeah. Oh, hit your finish. Watch me fucking walk on out of here, bud. Douche. But uh, sell the shit out of it. Then they roll a double and also sign Drake the Worst as its referee. Drake the Worst. I like that. That's <laughs> funny. That's <laughs> funny. Um, I fucking I don't know. How many douchebags can you get in one promotion? I have. It's one of those. Okay, I have one of these feelings like uh, maybe they're all like-minded individuals. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought that about AC3, though. Control your narrative, bub. True. Does, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. The only I mean, thing I'm I've also, ever seen I'm... him fight is carbs. <laughs> That's very true. Um, <laughs> again, I'm also ultrally spectating here. Don't fucking go around people who are like, it's good. Thanks. I, I didn't say nothing. I just, you know, you never know. You know, they're, maybe they're just like minded individuals. Maybe they just love the idea. Of having such an open narrative, you know what I mean? But, you know, open narrative does attract doucheries. Yes. But, um, I, I guess we'll see how it goes. But, uh, 
honestly, they completely killed my entire interest in this project with two hard swings. Boom, bam. Oh, hey. All right. Adam. Yeah, I'm a head out. So the eggs back this way? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to control my narrative and get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> controlling my narrative by not stopping at the merch and saying uh, I'm getting out through the back door. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not stopping at the merch stand. Nope. Out of here. Um, that's pretty much the top story. So let's get into some old stories as we visit this week in wrestling history. On February 20th, 1989, Ricky Steamboat won his first and only NWA world title, defeating Ric Flair at Chi-Town Rumble. Yeah. I had to double-check through the list. I couldn't believe Ricky Steamboat only won one NWA world title. Only won one. That's right. And, of course, he beat Flair and then dropped it back to Flair. Hey, that's how it goes, baby. February 20th, 2005, at No Way Out. Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. John Cena defeated Kurt Angle in a tournament final for a WWE title shot. And JBL defended the WWE title against Big Show in a barbed wire steel cage, which at the time was huge for us because we weren't used to stuff like that in WWE. No, they're already there. I'm about to say I was like a big uh, Yeah, I think it only happened once. Yeah, you're right, dude. <laughs> The funny thing was, like, I think a lot of people were thinking, okay, there's going to be barbed wire on the top of the cage, but they're not going to go anywhere near it. It's just for show. And then JBL goes and pretty much crawls into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I likes to bleed. Yes, he also likes to make people bleed. This is true. This is true. Uh, February 21st, 2010, at Elimination Chamber, John Cena won the WWE Championship in a chamber match, defeating Triple H. Uh, champion Sheamus, Kofi Kingston, Ted DeBusi Jr., and Randy Orton. He was then immediately ordered by Mr. McMahon to defend the title against Batista, who beat Cena in 30 seconds. Goddamn Cena. Uh, I think that was the beginning of Batista's heel turn. Cool. It was very heelish of Vince. He just pretty much came out and said, you're going to have to defend it against Batista if you want to go to Mania. Boom. Out comes Batista. And that was the opening match. Um, in the main event, Chris Jericho won the World Heavyweight title, defeating Undertaker, John Morrison, Rey Mysterio, CM Punk, and R-Truth after Shawn Michaels invaded the chamber and hit Taker with Sweet Gin music. Because I Taker, was like, wait a minute, what happened? This I was, is, like, I I was think... alive during this, I was watching during this, and none <laughs> of this was clicking. And then you mentioned Shawn showing up. To, I was like, oh. Popping up for the, camp, for the plate. There you go. Um, because Taker said no. You tell me no. <laughs> uh, also on February 22nd in 1998, following the disaster of Starcade, Sting defeated Hollywood Hogan in a rematch for the vacant WCW World Championship at Super Brawl 8. Which I haven't seen as much as a Starcade match, but I believe it was a better match. Starcade had the hype, but I think Super Brawl, the rematch, was a better match because it just went completely wrong at Starcade. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, many things went wrong at Starcade back in the mid-90s. <laughs> uh, 
February 23rd, 2002, Ring of Honor opened its doors for the first time in Philly, main evented by Low IQ, aka Loki, Brian Danielson, and Christopher Daniels, triple threat main event. That, that sounds like a banger. Heck yeah. I believe Super Crazy also defeated Eddie Guerrero. Definitely that sounds like some fun. Yeah, I think that was the, the the stints where Eddie was kind of absent from WWE for a little bit before he came back. Eddie Guerrero, fucking Ring of Honor. Man, does that sound cool. Yeah. Shame he didn't have a longer run. Right. Um, the following year, on on February 23rd, at No Way Out, Stone Cold Steve Austin made his return to WWE after walking out the previous summer to defeat the very man that fired him from WCW, Eric Bischoff. WCW. Uh, also on the show, in Shit Show Part 2, Triple H defend, defended the World Heavyweight title against Scott Steiner. The less said about that, the better. The, vi- the video package was the best part of the whole rivalry. Um, and the show was main evented by the decisively lackluster Rock Hogan 2. Uh, it had some big shoes to fill after the Mania match, but it ended, I think, with... Was it Hogan going for the leg drop and then the lights went out? Yes. Um, because Rock was the heel. And I can't remember what happened after that, but I know he beat Hogan. I just remember a blackout while Hogan was about to win. Uh, what happened after the blackout? Did Vince get involved? Yeah, he must have done because that set up Hogan and McMahon. Okay, yeah, it had to be then. Because I'm like, I'm, again, wow, I'm fucking blanking. <laughs> Give us a break, people. This was 19 years ago. 19 years ago, and it's also like 4 a.m. over here. You know what I'm saying? True. I've been uh, awake for all of an hour and a half. <laughs> Final bit of history. On February 23rd, 2010, WWE launched NXT. Uh, initially, a seasonal elimination series, which was won by Wade Barrett. Um, winners after that were Low IQ, Caval. <laughs> Um, Caitlin, and then who was the last winner? Oh, it was uh, Fandango. Fandingus. Wait, oh, that's right. There was a season five too, wasn't it? And then I, saw, oh my god, oh, oh my who won god. season five? Uh, well, there was a season five. I believe there was five seasons. It was Barrett, Caval, Caitlin. I just remember. I just remember fucking uh, Fandango winging it. He was under his like regular, I forget what fucking weirdo regular name he had. Yeah, uh, Johnny Curtis. Johnny Curtis. <laughs> and he's over there like crying about spilled milk and he pulls out this fucking pan and. What, what did he win season shit. five? Maybe he was season five. So, no, it must have been season four because that would have been 2014 and he was at WrestleMania. So, damn it. Gonna have to Google. NXT winners, bro. I literally read it last night too, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, oh, the fucking! I was about to say, I was like, "Oh, Tonga one." No, he was a runner-up. Thank God. Uh, yeah, it was weird because season one, Daniel Bryan was a rookie. Season five, he was a pro. Two. Yeah, low IQ. Okay, Caitlin. Uh, Johnny Curtis. Season five was. Yeah, it's like a nobody. Oh, did it come to yeah. an abrupt end or something? 
Oh, Derek Bateman. Oh, really? <laughs> Derek Bateman is never eliminated. So but he also Oh, was it Titus O'Neil? It's probably Titus because his. I'm looking at this thing on fucking uh, goddamn Wikipedia, and yeah. all his boxes are green, and it says never eliminated. Move to SmackDown, forty-five points. Okay, we'll so, go. We'll go to Titus O'Neil. What? <laughs> uh, okay, there's a good number of birthdays this point week. System. Um, Sean Spears turned for forty-one this week. Danny Doring turned forty-eight. Francine. ECW starlet turned 50. Uh, Killian Dane turned 37. Gail Kim turned 45. Guido turned 53. The yeah. legendary Antonio Inoki turned 79. Ricky Starks turned 32. Crimson turned 37. Wes Briscoe turned 39. Tyrus turned 42. Kalito turned 43. I did not know he was the same age as Tyrus. Right. <laughs> Psychosis turned 55. Matt Seidel and Serpentico both turned 38. And happy birthday today to Corey Graves, who turned 38. And Shinsuke Nakamura is 42. The answer to life, universe, and everything. That's it. Throw that reference in there. Like that. <laughs> Any more birthdays you can see that I missed? Uh, Big John Stud, 75. Uh, February the 19th. See, I'm pretty sure you got everybody else. I am like double, triple checking. Goddamn <laughs> Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks, the same age as me now. Fucking guy. <laughs> uh, no, you got it. <clears throat> there we go. You got everybody. Um, so I got two little tidbits for this next segment. It is, of course, shit marks say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. First up this week, we have Jimmy Goatee. Jimmy Goatee. <laughs> um, PWI have had their uh, awards this past week. So um, there was a list of top companies. I think AEW came top. Was it, WWE. P, was it PWI or was it, or was it the uh, Observer? Observer. Yeah, I was about I to say, I was like, I, I know the Observer dropped. The, two of them. There you go. The, 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 the Observer Awards dropped. Um, there you go. So the, the promotion Meltzers. of the year, the Meltzers, yeah, was AEW. Then I think there was like New Japan and GCW and stuff. WWE wasn't on the list. Jimmy Goatee took exception to this and said, what even is this list? Not sure if WWE was a choice, but if so, another lame attempt to discredit the company that gets millions of viewers a week in America alone. To I which mean, my response was, the Kardashians got millions of viewers too. What's your point? Hey, nah, I don't give a shit how many millions of viewers you get because brainwashed sheep will happily watch any old shit. Hey, hey. check out Fox News, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what? By the end of its final season, Game of Thrones had 12 million viewers, and every single one of them agreed that the ending sucked. I was one of those fucking nerds. <laughs> and that's the difference. 12 million people can agree when something is bad, but these fucking Vince Lickers will continue thinking that Vince McMahon's turds taste like chicken while they not drink his Kool-Aid. Not only that, they will absolutely, willingly, without a doubt, go to bat for him. And yeah. it's like, are you fucking for real? Are you really going to put your, like, your own whatever, I guess, reputation, if you will, on the line to defend absolute bullshit? Like, 
I'll I'll defend like I I've already I've already I think I've st- stated this in like a past episode like when, when it comes down to like the AEW thing as much as I am I guess an AEW diehard it's critiquing time and they've been fucking up in some areas you know and some mm-hmm. they've you know they've done really well WWE they've been fucking up forever and then everybody just uh it's whatever uh it's whatever but, but uh, it's, it's whatever yeah but it's the WWE way. Are the kids entertained? Is the money value there? Is the blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's the defense. Oh, well, look at how much money they're making. Oh, well, they're averaging, you know, well over double the viewers of AEW. If I've been on fucking TV for 25 fucking years, I'd better have that many goddamn viewers. Are you kidding me? I'd, otherwise, I would be on fucking TV. There's a difference between being in, in on fucking television for well over 20 years and being brand new and already getting half the viewership that this fucking 25 year company has had or however fucking long it's been on. So it's like Travis the Walker Anderson Malcolm, you're starting to really get me bowed up. And that's very dangerous for you, Chad. See, you have not faced me one-on-one before, so you don't really know what I am capable of. You see, last year, I tried to walk away from doing these promos. I tried walking away from promo competition. I relinquished the world championship, the promo championship. I tried to walk away. And what did you do? You found loopholes. You put fine print in my contract saying that I no longer work for Max Wrestling. I work for you and I have to do all your damn dirty work for you. I got excited because hiring you as my lawyer It helped me gain King of the Mike Crown, the promo championship, the world championship. I had an ally. I had a friend. And you betrayed me. I wanted to leave. Instead, I had to come back and help you retain the world championship. I had to come back and help you build your clientele. You got Moses. You got El Jefe himself. You don't need me anymore. So, why has it been weeks since I've called you out and you have not yet to acknowledge me? I helped you build your firm. How about it's time for me to tear it down? You see, there's a promo exhibition open challenge set for Promo Mania. Moses Marquez. I don't see you trying to help me. You're supposed to be my brother. I know you work for this dickhead, but blood is thicker 
than paper. So, how about this? I'll give you both one week. One week to acknowledge me. One week to let me free. Release me of my contract and I will not destroy everything that you have built, Chad. I will accept the open challenge for Promo Mania. I will make it a two-on-one handicap match and destroy everything you've built. I will destroy the firm. I will destroy Moses Marquez once again like I've done numbers of times before. Not sure as hell will destroy you at Promo Mania, Chad. If you do not acknowledge me, if you do not release me of my fucking contract, I am sick and tired of waiting for you to acknowledge me. So next week, Moses Marquez, you better call your goddamn lawyer. Or I will show up again. And make it a two-on-one handicap match at Promo Mania. That is my final offer. And I will see you both next week. Slight technical difficulties there. But we are... That Rowan bastard. You're trying to hack the show again. Rowan bastard. Except uh, this time we got Travis. Okay, Travis bastard. I mean... I've never seen them both in the same room at the same time. Son of a bitch. But uh, thank you for interrupting us, Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Um, I I knew you had a promo. I, w- I was planning on playing it later, but as uh, soon as you interrupted the, da- the damn show, there you go. It's like, um, like, I want to be known that I'm here. And of all the segments to interrupt, the interrupted shit marks say. Right, goddamn guy. <laughs> um, so let's go to the next one. Uh, this is from Michael Word Vomit. Love the name already. Right. Um, so at Elimination Chamber slash Blood Money 7, Madcap Moss took a pretty nasty bump. Uh, where his neck yeah. folded like an accordion. Michael Word Vomit says, good. Maybe his stupid ass will stay off TV. Annoying ass character. Well, I mean, like, I don't like the guy either, but that's just mean. I don't wish injury on anybody. Especially um, something like that, dude. Like it should have just been a, a like a like a simple bump, but I swear, like the guy wanted to overdo it. Yeah, um, I mean, he's very lucky that he didn't actually suffer any major injuries, but he could have easily been paralyzed. Um, easily. So some, somebody questions, "What do you mean by good?" Michael says, "Yup. How dumb can you be to try and?" Ru- this is why this is why I call him word vomit because this is just. No punctuation or anything. Um, how dumb can you be to try and roll a slam like that on top of his premium? I assume he means cram- cranium. He said premium. <laughs> Stupid character. He clearly needs ring work. Dude is literally fine and not injured. Relax, but good. Maybe they can send him to train. An idiot is lucky he's not paralyzed. Hey, let me go. You know what? Let me go dump this cat on his head. Let me see how he fucking feels afterwards. Oh. Maybe, you know. Oh, you're fine. Don't ever say that shit. We don't know. You know how big fucking Mad Cat Moss is, and then you turn around and fall on your fucking head. Uh, dump him on his premium. People. On his premium, boy. On the premium. And maybe we can show it on a cranium live event. 
Cranium live event. This guy <laughs> kills me. Get in your head. <clears throat> uh, well, speaking of Cranium or Premium live events, we do know the two WrestleMania main events, and we are now 35 days away from Promo Mania 7, the biggest match wrestling event of the year. Last year's Promo Mania may have been our best ever show. Um, this year, the Ring of Games comes to Promo Mania as four participants will compete for a future shot at the television championship, currently held by the Phoenix, uh, who is on day 27 since his last defense, I believe. So we will get a promo from him during this show. <clears throat> um, but he, he doesn't get the whole night off at Promo Mania, though, because he will be defending the Knowledge Championship against a as-yet-announced opponent. Uh, WWE mm-hmm. Vacant. WWE Vacant guys lined up, ready to go. He's always ready. WWE Vacant. Yes, sir. He, he just wakes up in his bodysuit. <laughs> uh, in a promo exhibition, Moses has laid down a challenge. All he's waiting for is somebody to knock on his door. It could be somebody essential. It could be somebody demonic. It could be somebody royal. You'll have to wait until March 30th to find out. Could be R.T. Rashler. Who could knows? Could be everybody. Could be everybody. Moses versus the world. <laughs> Kung Fu style. Um, in another promo exhibition, Travis Walker Anderson, as you just heard, returns to go one-on-one with his own goddamn lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Uh, can, can Travis finally break free of those legal binding contracts? Binding contract. He, he, he was the original client. That he was. was. And in the main events, it's Blood versus Blood Part 2. In a rematch from last year's cinematic showdown, your very own captain is gunning straight for the Phoenix's World Championship in a cinematic sequel. Part 2. Part 2. And don't forget, the action begins just a little bit early on the pre-launch show on March 28th for the traditional Iron Bank Challenge. Who's walking away with 2022's bulletproof briefcase? That's fantastic. Bulletproof briefcase is fun to say. It is fun. Um, <laughs> don't miss the biggest night of the year. Go to maxrussin.net slash promomania7 for more information. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. This is the voice of Killer Cross. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. You are watching Max. Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome.
Welcome back to the Captain Mo Show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe or follow. We are literally everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Podbay. Facebooks. Everywhere. There's multiple Facebooks, apparently. <laughs> All of the books um, of the face. Oh, yes. The entire library. The entire collective works of Meta. Of Meta. Uh, meta. Um, so, as I mentioned, bullet, uh, bullet, Blood Money Part 7 was this past weekend, a.k.a. Elimination Chamber. Honestly, the only match I would even consider watching again would be Becky and Lita. Everything else I could just meh. Becky and Lita, uh, it was fun. You actually thought Becky was gonna, or, uh, Lita was going to win, mm-hmm. so that was nice, even though we knew it wasn't going to happen. No, uh, but she still got it. Yeah, she did. Um, the fucking men's elimination chamber. Uh, complete dud. I mean, like, I, we, we knew it was going to happen, okay? And, uh, and this is a guy that was, like, really, really digging Brock. Right, especially right after that Pat McAfee interview that he did, and nobody's seen that by the way. He's fucking hilarious, but he also like admitted that he deals with like some serious anxiety, which is shocking. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of shocking. But yeah, no, fucking complete dud. He won like we already knew. Uh, there's still a lot of uproar over uh, Bianca beating, but uh, Bianca winning and going on to WrestleMania. What about Liv? What about Liv? There's a lot of dudes on on TikTok, and this is coming from a guy who, by the way, to plug myself or to plug us, I should say, Max Wrestling is on TikTok, Max Wrestling UK. Make sure you get your ass on that. Over 100 followers at the moment, which is growing by the day. But there's a lot of guys on that that say the IWC is complaining that the reason why Liv isn't being pushed is, oh, we're behind her because she's hot. Oh, we're upset that she lost because she's hot. And I love your fucking reaction because that's exactly what I'm saying. She has been pushed as on being on the fucking next tier. You know what I mean? She's on the verge of fucking, you know, on, on winning a championship so many times. We figured it would eventually pay off, and it never mm-hmm. did. And then it turns around and be, and it turns out to be Bianca. I mean, the story makes sense, but how in the hell do you not expect some IWC heat? You've been right. building this shit out of somebody. Like, be fucking honest with yourself. You've been building this shit out of live. This is coming from a dude who's been watching via highlights. And I can tell that you've been pushing the shit out of live. And yeah. then this is how you come back with it. It's it's dumb. <clears throat> it's no bueno. She, so, she's yeah. been growing for a good couple of years. It's, it's I don't think it's just down to looks at all. I mean, that's no, the because, bonus. But again, that's the thing. That's what, uh, you know, because the IWC is so loud and they're so vague apparently that this is what it turns out to be and it's like it's that's that's not these nerds these geeks do not speak for all of the IWC no that's what that's what Max Wrestling is trying to do if you need a real voice for the IWC come to Max Wrestling on TikTok for I'm telling you we need to take this bitch over these fucking clowns out here they're clowns right like her her uh, initial like solo repackage when they first broke up the riot squad there was so much hype around that and then they fucked it up mm-hmm. That's they've true. just been building her and fucking her up for, for years now it's yeah I'm about to say for a good almost two years yeah and, it, and it's and it the thing is it's like yes we can pull the oh she deserves it oh the this oh the that 
But again, there was hype behind her because you wanted there to be hype. So we gave you the hype. We stuck with the hype because we felt like we needed to. And all you do is uh, nobody cared. Bro, we were like we were riding. It was like it's like uh, it's like riding a ride at an amusement park and be having it turned off halfway, and they're going home. <laughs> and now we're stuck. I want to get down. Like we just wanted a conclusion. You know, we just want a conclusion. I think we also got excited by the fact that they they're building a new star because otherwise they just yeah. keep going back to Becky and Charlotte and Sasha. But see, that's the reality of the of the matter, and that's the thing that these e diehards refuse to accept. They cannot build new stars, and some of the examples I've gotten from some of these fucking shirts is ridiculous. Like I love like most people's number one example of WWE made stars, or at least they go to is oh well, look at how good Stone Cold was over, and I laughed my ass off. Yeah, I'm he like, wasn't supposed to be. I was about to say, the guy wasn't meant to be over. He was meant to be a fucking heel. And he <laughs> got over, and they just decided to run with the momentum. Not to mention, Steve had been fucking working elsewhere forever. That's yeah. like saying Finn Balor's a WWE guy. You know what I mean? Steve, Steve's been wrestling literally uh, about as long as I've been alive. Factual statements. Um... What else was I going to say? Completely lost track. Um, yeah, it's gone. We were, on the, we were on the live thing. Yeah, and I was going to say something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, you know I mean, oh. they've done a pretty good job with Bianca, obviously. She's really right. establishing herself. But when you think about that, it kind of makes sense that she won, really. Like, it was just the wrong time for Liv because they wanted to keep the title on Becky because Bianca's going to get her redemption at Mania from SummerSlam. That story's been building and building. It's I don't want to say it because WWE suck at it, but long-term storytelling. It started at SummerSlam. It's going to end at WrestleMania. I mean, it, it works because it's something that, you know, we... It, it I think you placed it perfectly. It's the wrong... She's in the wrong place at the wrong time. If there wasn't already this whole build with Bianca, then okay, you know, this is a live, this is a live moment. You guys fuck live again. No, they just decided that we're telling you two stories, we're building two people, and we're going with this one. Okay, then why are you building two people? <laughs> like, I mean, you can build people in the background. You don't have to put them and make them on the verge of title fucking pictures. Left and right. AEW is doing that with people who aren't in the title picture left and right. You can build people in the undercard. I promise you it's been a thing. Yeah. Constantly putting people in the title picture and not giving them the title is just going to do more damage than good. Exactly. Because we have we our expectations of them are so high. And then when they're not met, then we get bored. Right. Exactly. Well. And, but then again, we, you know, it, it all depends on how good looking they are. <laughs> like no, there's the people. The reason why people aren't behind Ziggles is because he's not good looking enough. I don't fucking know. I, I think I, I, I have to disagree with that. Dolph, Dolph's a pretty boy. Well, <laughs> I, I was being a sarcastic, <laughs> but I, I, there, that, that opinion probably is out there somewhere. Um, probably is. It does also look like we're getting Edge and AJ Styles at WrestleMania, first time ever. All for it. Should be a pretty banger. Um, oh yeah, 
AJ also signed his new contract this week. Um, I know. But IWC we... is sad. <sighs> I'm We're not sad. really because I'm AJ's sad. had a pretty good run in WWE. I can't criticize it. They've done AJ good. Bullshit. Watch me criticize. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's go to TikTok. <laughs> right there. No, they'll criticize the shit out of it. No, I'm just kidding. AJ is a very rare exception of coming in from a lesser company and WWE actually pushing him. Well, the guy's a fucking star. <laughs> he was like, that's the problem, though. So that's okay. That's the, let's let's. As much as I'm going to push that narrative for AJ, they had the same thing in like a Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. As as giant of a star as AJ was in TNA, Impact, whatever. He was a bigger star in Japan. There, you couldn't like, you couldn't deny this fucking guy, and so they decided to ride the fucking train. And I'm sure it's been a, a train they've been wanting to ride for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I know that they were like looking in the other channel, like, well, that guy looks exactly like what we want. Can we get that guy? Oh, he signed forever, son of a bitch. And then he yeah, goes to Japan, and I remember discussions back in like 2000. Five, six, WWE should sign AJ Styles someday. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't even he, in his prime then. No. And it took <clears> him <throat> going to Japan, which is the crazy thing because that was the thing WWE was doing for a while. They were taking all of the big uh, gaijin talent, if you will, from Japan. And now guys are going to Japan from them, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh People watched Raw this week in the expectation of seeing Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and WWE didn't help by teasing it. Um, no, they I, didn't. I, I, I mean, we, I, people should have known it wasn't going to be Cody teaming with Miz. And there, oh, there was already rumors it was going to be Logan Paul. And of course it was Logan Paul. Who's uh, going to wrestle at WrestleMania. What a nerd. <clears throat> Logan Paul having one match at WrestleMania, I guess, now qualifies him as a WWE legend. Yeah, yeah, you already know he'll be in the fucking Hall of Fame wing. He's eligible for the Hall of Fame, yeah. He'll be in the Hall of Fame wing next year, Bal. Oh boy, don't you worry. I would not be surprised actually if this year's celebrity inductee is Machine Gun Kelly. Um, he's been on WWE programming before, and he's he's responsible for the soundtrack on the new game. It was funny when they got powerbombed off the stage, that fucking nerd. <laughs> he almost didn't even make it to the powerbomb. He got kicked in the gut and almost dropped. That was perfect. Yeah. KO living through all of us vicariously. Right, kick him again, goddammit. <laughs> um, but Logan Paul and the Miss, it kind of makes sense. They're both assholes. Giant douches. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, same ballpark. I mean, Miz yeah, isn't really that much of an asshole in real life. Uh, he seems pretty cool, no. actually. He's so funny. <laughs> he seems like the coolest dude. Like, like, like it, Miz seems like the kind of dude where you're just like, when you're bored at home and you know he's home, you're like going over to his house. <laughs> yeah. You have, that, you have that 10-year-old friendship with the Miz. That's probably why John Morrison is like his best friend. <laughs> They're 10 years older than each other's mind. I have like two favorite moments of The Miz from Miz and Mrs. And they both involve his dad. The first yeah. one was when he bought the cake and they ruined it. And it went, oh, the they just jerked cake. forward and it went flying. 
The second one is when he <laughs> was going for a meal with his dad and walked into an autograph signing that his dad arranged. Hey, so what? You didn't want me to get you a booking? God damn but I got God. you a booking. <laughs> they dad, I make plenty of money. But I got you this booking. Like, My son, the wrestler. I fucking love his dad, though. His dad is the man. Yeah. He gives Miz more headaches than anybody else. And it's so uh, much fun not, to watch. That's, I don't know. That's not true, man. Marjo's fucking... <laughs> Like, man, I, I think they kind of had that relationship where they just love to ruin each other's lives. <laughs> they fuck with each other, just non-stop fucking with each other. Uh, I mean, if it works for them, it works. You know what I mean? And I'm not judging. I, it, it's not very often I endorse reality shows, but people, if you're sleeping on Miz and Mrs., stop. Just go watch it. Yeah, that's definitely one to go check out. It's it is it is fun. like if you was one of those like oh god a WWE reality show oh I don't want to watch no total De- total divas total belts. Miz and Mrs. is not that show. No, it, it is it's funny. it's funny. Even Phoenix, I know you hate Miz, but this might change your perceptive this, perception. Yeah, I hey I hated the Miz too. I was like this fucking <laughs> nerd from the real world and da 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 and he's just too funny. Oh. It sucks. It's that's that's pretty much all we got to cover on WWE. Not an awful lot happened. Um, we didn't get any advancement on the whole Stone Cold KO rumors. No, no advancement. Um, Brock does have a title defense against Bobby Lashley, Madison Square mm. Garden. So there's I'm, that. Oh, if he passes concussion protocol, my bad. My, but that's yeah. the fucking Paul Heyman said that I forgot. He said, if he passes concussion protocol, I'm like, that motherfucker's got like a separated shoulder. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? Um, the, the way this is so going, I, I'm almost expecting Lashley to be added to the match at Mania. Well, that was the idea, actually. From what I heard, that was going to be the idea, is it was meant supposed to be a triple threat. But yeah. he ended up, you know, he. You can't keep taking suplexes on your fucking shoulder and think you're going to survive, you know, and walk away with a fine shoulder, regardless of how jacked and a fucking genetic freak you are. It's that you just can't do it. Um, I, I would like for WrestleMania to be a triple threat, two falls match, kind of like they did with Benoit, Jericho, and Angle years and years ago. So they obviously they got both titles online. First fall for I don't know the Raw, the Universal title. Second fall for the, the WWE title. That'd be fucking cool. So you could have Lashley pin Brock for the Universal title, and then I don't know Roman sneaks a win because I don't think they're taking that title off him. Well, as of right now, it is pretty much set in stone that Mania is a unification match. Ugh. Well, that goes my better idea. <laughs> well, I, 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 and I will be the first one to say I was wrong. I for fucking weeks kept saying that Uncle Dave would tell everyone that there's no way it's going to be title for title. There's no way it's going to be title for title. The second they advertise it's a winner take all match, boom, bam, bam, there it is. Yeah, and when we were predicting it last week, it the the idea was there, but I think we were all like, they won't be that stupid. Oh, but now yeah. no. Brock goes and wins the title. Like they made it so obvious, and we still denied it. 
the funny thing I've been I've been joking around with some of my uh, some of the uh, a couple of e friends that I have, and um, I make the joke. I was like, "Fuck a goddamn Brock Lesnar spoiled that he was going to win Saudi Arabia on Pat McAfee's show." They're like, "What? Are you, like what?" I was like, "He was doing his Stone Cold impression." He's like, "Hold a jet plane, come back, come over your champion," and I'm like, "Yep, see, he fucking." Fucking spoiler that asshole out of the whole thing is players. I he couldn't help it twice and we didn't believe him. This is true. This is true. Uh, uh, uh for, for AEW, uh, uh, Red Dragon advanced to Revolution after the tag team battle royale. I love these tag team battle royales where your partner gets eliminated, but you're still in the match, so you can still win the match for you and your team. It's great. Um, storytelling, uh, yeah. This, that tension's there between Red Dragon and the Bucks. Um, hang, I love how Hangman just made a beeline for the ring and went straight for Red Dragon. And the Bucks are just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, let me get out of your fucking way, pal. Like, well, yeah, fucking these assholes attack me. Yeah, obvi- obviously, the Bucks left Hangman to just beat up Red Dragon, but then I did notice they made no attempt to uh help Adam Cole. When his attack backfired, they just sort of walked around the ring, and it was Red Dragon who pulled Adam Cole out of the ring. Yep, well, you know, you already know the seeds have been drawn on that one, you know, because Cole can't figure out, do I go with the Bucks? Do I go with Red Dragon? Yeah. So, and that's the thing. Now, now, now there's, like I said, because, the uh, you know, how Kyle played up his whole shoulder, uh, my shoulder, and he threw Matt out, and that's just the hot tension button all the rest of the night. I love this. Also, Johnny Hungy had his little moment, too. Dude, I thought they were going to win. <laughs> no, I, I mean, after the match. Win? Oh, yeah. Like, Hangman's already taking care of business, and then Hungy just jumps off the apron. Because he's a badass. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Yeah. Um, Cole and Paige looks like it's going to be good. I mean, it's I'm I'm loving it so far. You know, Adam Page or Hangman came out and he was all it's fucking uh, story time with Adam Page, baby. Which I fucking love he, it. He did it perfectly, accent and all. Yeah, it sounded just like him. That's what threw me <laughs> up. And I love fucking goddamn Bob Fish. I call him Bob Fish because he because he's got because the fucking dad stash. He j- he's everybody's dad. Goddamn Bob Fish. And yeah. he's over there. He's like, hey, that's his line. And I'm like, if you don't shut your ass up and go get me some chips, I, fucking dad. I God need damn. more Bobby Fish reaction videos because he's just hilarious. He is hilarious. Just audibly. It's Adam Cole. That's copyright that's, infringement. Oh, yeah, that's copyright infringement. <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought it'd be Kyle saying all the dumb stuff. Nope, fucking Bob Fish is coming with all the jokes today. When, uh, when he finally retires because he's... He's getting close now in the next like few years, maybe. Um, yeah, I, when he when he does retire, I hope he joins commentary. That or but, becomes like a manager. Yeah, but just give him a microphone. Yeah, give yeah, just give him a microphone. <laughs> um, there's a lot of storytelling in this week on Dynamite. MJF. Um, it was story time with Maxwell Jacob Friedman, also, baby. Wow. Um, he really played into it. Like wow. I was wait, I was waiting for the psych, but oh no, he he's playing it. Know. Dude, talk about 
fucking laying your fucking heart out on the, on your sleeve, dude. Oh my goodness. This dude comes out and he's already fucking just befuddled. He's beside himself. He's fucking yeah, he cut this fucking stupid music off like fucking he didn't give a shit. And he's as real as a motherfucker talking about all oh, you guys thought I was, you know, born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I had all kinds of learning disabilities. People made fun of me. I got called fucking Jew boy. And all he gave a shit about, even though he was a fucking all state middle linebacker and had, you know, uh, a decent amount of college offers. All he gave a shit about was wrestling. And he and all because of because of CM Punk, the whole thing was, you know, I'm he basically said, I'm alive because of CM Punk. I mean, on this planet because of CM Punk. And that's what made it even more like, what the fuck? He cut the best babyface fucking promo, one of the best babyface promos I've ever fucking heard, as one as being one of the best fucking heels in pro wrestling at the same time. And it was so goddamn good that even fucking Punk came out and was like, "Is that, is that true? Real? Is this real?" Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, he's playing Punk like a fiddle. Um, so goddamn good. Because yeah, it, everybody's biting. I'm biting. Yeah. And I want to bite. Because this, this is this is in the entertainment that goes along with the sports. He he was very, very believable. But we know MJF. Yeah, this is true. He will do anything. And I'm just waiting for that moment where... I, can't, I actually can't believe Punk is falling for this, though. But I actually can't wait for that moment where MJF's like... Bitch, please. It's because it's it's like we you mean we're like we're like oh we oh you can't believe it you can't believe it I really can because like like look at the way he's playing it. he's the sympathetic kid and to you it was a Friday to me it was the greatest day of my life you know he is literally forcing a double turn like not on purpose like this isn't like a this isn't obviously he's gonna you know remain heel and be the ultimate doucher but it's like if you walked into this thing two weeks ago and this was the feud and you knew butthole about wrestling you swear to god you swear to god right now mjf is the fucking baby face yeah hey, uh oh. cody cody this is how you do a double turn <laughs> Like, dude, Cody's like, fuck, I never should have never left. I knew I should have yeah, talked well, about my childhood. Oh, well, yeah, well, you're fucked now, bud. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun talking about polka dots, because that's what they're going to probably make you wear. <laughs> and Pat McAfee also cracking jokes about that, too. He was like, oh, did you guys hear about the rumors of Cody Rhodes going back? And I'm like, uh-oh, I fucking turned my headphones up. And he was like, yeah, you better come back as fucking uh, Stardust. And I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> off, Pat. So he's obviously fucking around. They're, they're going to put Cody in polka dots and force him to put on a lisp. Well, he has a little bit of a lisp anyway, but not as much as Dusty. Just just bring back Dash and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> well, that was the tease, wasn't it? Uh, Miz said his partner was dashing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, excuse Bullshit. me. Uh, see, <laughs> to the BS here, bub. <laughs> uh, we did also get a debut last night as teased last week. We, can't, we already knew who it was going to be. Um, but it was cool nonetheless. Buddy Matthews officially joining the House of Black. Cut the lights um, 48 goddamn times, boy. I swear to yeah, God. What? The whole Blackout surprise debut is getting a little overdone. This is where you talked about it's critique time for AEW. Stop the Blackouts. 
You can't yeah, do a blackout no. for everybody. I mean, I get it, I get it because it goes with the gimmick of Alice. It goes with the gimmick of the you know the Knights of the Black Throne and all that, or the Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah. But again, you're fucking doing it way too much. Stick to it with them, and you get three a night, a fucking limit, and that includes them getting in the ring and getting out of the ring. Yeah. That's it. It seems. Everybody in AEW can teleport. Darby Allen did it the other week. Mm-hmm. Stop it. I get it. It's Stop. a cool moment. The lights black out. Oh, who's coming have out? Him, but. Have them run through the fucking crowd. Have them come through, the, you know, have them just fucking, you know, be fucking creative. Fucking, you know, I, I hate to make it like the E because unfortunately the E's pretty much found every way to sneak somebody in there. Yeah. Have them be a cameraman. You know, have the guy on the announce table, have him underneath the ring, horn swoggle life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like Dan Housen. Uh, you know, like Dan Housen, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, maybe you fucking, you crawl out and then now it comes Dan Housen. You're like, what the shit? And then, you know, your help gets, cur- like, come on, it's fuck, I'm already writing stories here. Um, but like, it's, you got to get a little more creative. The blackout, like I said, it works perfectly for this trio. It needs to happen for nobody else. Nobody, buddy. I mean, Sting's been doing it too, but I mean, he's been doing it for a, a number of years. Plus, well, so Sting's been doing it since 98. I ain't going to tell Sting what to do. <laughs> because they even did it for shit. Adam Cole. When Adam Cole yeah. debuted, they cut Omega's promo after the blackout, and then the music hit. Well, which was that's a little better. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. It's, that's literally been how every single person has been brought into the front. It's cut, and here we go. Except for, I think, B-Dry. He just, like, showed up. Yeah, they just played the music, and everybody instantly recognized that. Well, yeah, it's hard not to. (laughs) It's classical, legendary music. But, uh, yeah, enough with the blackouts. Facts. Please. When... We're gonna get another one when if Wyndham actually debuts. But again, if if he's a part of that group, it'll make sense. But yeah. if he's not, then just like get fucking creative. Cut a hole in the ring. I swear to God, cut a hole in the ring. And Please. if anybody else debuts, just play the music. Just play. The We're not music. gonna know who it is until we see him anyway. Exactly. And then, like, if you're playing the music, we'll pop out a name. Right. I think. Mean, People popped with Adam Cole because obviously it was boom. Oh, well, yeah. That, that's got to be Adam Cole. Knew right off the bat, Ski. Which, by the way, that music is just fucking perfect. It is literally, yeah, it, it, it's literally the like most perfect thing. Not only that, but they wrote it so quickly because didn't he debut like a couple of weeks after he left NXT and they had time to write and produce that perfect theme song? I'm sure they had it like ready to go. Yeah, which kind of tells they, you they like, knew they about like it in advance. And the bugs were like, hey, so we're going to be signing Adam Cole. You want to get this thing ready? <laughs> oh, well, uh, we're only allowed to start commissioning music once it's official. Look here, I'm a fucking EVP. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> what, what if I told you he wrote it himself? That works. Be, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, and then, of course, promo segments. Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. Um... I, I need to rewatch it because there was so much said. Um, there, there was really a lot was. of shots taken. A lot. Um, and I love how Jericho. Shots at the E. 
there was shots at uh, Eddie Kingston just like taking forever to finally get there. You know, of course, Jericho just played it up like he was the biggest dickhead heel. You know, it's it, this is this is going to be this is the turn for Chris since apparently it looks like the fucking inner circle is done. Uh, this yeah. is that turn for Chris. And, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's about fucking time. Da, 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 da. I mean, like, I'm like looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like shit on it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, he kind of like stumbled a little bit little through the promo. Heard some people on the inside saying he was drunk. I don't <clears> think that. I do think that sometimes, though, because some of these guys come out and I'm like, you guys out there getting hammered on these white claws with, with fucking TK? White claws and wipers when you walk through the door? <laughs> Take one of each? No, it's, it's, a, it's bubbly. The buble. Um, I love how Jericho brought in security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're Chris Jericho. What do you need security for? Um, but I kind of get it because Eddie Kingston is a wild animal. Um, it it is about time that somebody put Kingston over. Yeah, that's that that's a one hundred on that one. One hundred on that one. Absolute gold on the mic, and he sells every single feud he's in with just promos. But then he loses the match. That yeah. Um... Eddie Kingston is so underrated, underused. God, if he doesn't fucking win, man, I swear. It's, I think it's worse than Lance Archer because at least Archer's won a few matches. Yeah. Kingston, well, I mean, that's the thing, though, too. I wouldn't say that Kingston hasn't won any matches or, like, anything like that. He's done well. It's just... He's been um like he's been mid. He's been a mid Carter. Let's keep it funky. He's been a mid Carter. The guy is obviously uh, capable of doing a lot more. Jericho is probably the I don't want to say the perfect guy. It seems like a dickhead thing to say, but I, kind of he kind of is the perfect guy to do that full blown flip. If you feel like Kingston is a heel because of how raw he is, this is going to change that perspective because Jericho is going to be such a dickhead heel. You can't help but force change the narrative. Yeah. So. Um, well, AEW is changing the narrative of Jade because, again, still warming up to her. Um, she's still a little. She dyed her hair now. So she's still a little bit green. But, still a little uh, green. Honestly, she's, she's still improving. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. She still is improving. Uh, she had gotten, she's getting better, is what I'm loving to tell people. She's getting better. Um, she, her, her in ring work, I swear, like it. She, she will start. Oh my lord, have mercy! What the hell's going on with my setup over here? Um, <laughs> fucking light turned on and off. And I'm like, I'm not even doing. It. Okay. Um, she, she's getting better by the day. Or not by the day, by the I guess by the match. Her match started wonky. They, I, I feel like she's like, I have to get my shit in. I have to have it set up. It has to flow like this. And that's why all of her starts are kind of stuttery. But yeah. then she, they, she figures it out. She catches the groove, however you want to put it, at the end. And then, okay, that's when you see the improvement is towards the end. She knows how to finish a match. 
She's got to know yeah, that how finish to was great. through a match. That's the thing. You got to learn how to work through the whole match. The whole match, baby. Not, not, not just the end. It probably didn't help that she knew um, they had, what, 30 minutes of TV time left and Brian Danielson had to follow this match and obviously he's going to need time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the ending was... The end insult match. Um, Bunny was a great opponent because she's not a rookie. No. Um, and then after the match, we got the, the next challenger who's just all fired up with just Brazilian rage. Taikanti. Brazilian rage. Taikanti. <laughs> I like that Brazilian rage. Yeah, no, she uh, she's up next. I'm excited. This is a real shot for her. Um, Ty's another one, too, who keeps. <sighs> Getting just close, but not no cigar. But at the same time, she's also been that one that every time we turn around, she's vastly improving oh, every yeah. single week. And you know, B Dry is is taking over training the women, mm-hmm. and, and it's showing. So, yeah, it's showing big time. Like I said, we, that's why we talk about Jade like that. It's obviously showing through her. And so now it's let, let's see what ties picked up, not only from fucking B Dry, but from Sammy. <laughs> Maybe it's best we don't find out what she's picked up from him. <laughs> Some people are curious. <laughs> oh man, those two. Talk about putting your life out there. Um, right? Gee. And then you just catch heat for it, boy. But no shits are given. Um, but yeah, main event, Brian Danielson um, bringing it once again. He's just absolutely on fucking fire. This is this is what the E knew, and this is why they didn't want to let him go. Right. Like, but they, wouldn't even, they wouldn't let him be this Brian Danielson. No, of course not. Why would they? That, that, that makes too much sense. Why would we let him be good? Why would they allow him to kill people in such a manner? <laughs> We're stupid. Yes. And that, that's that been evident for a good number of years, too. This is, yep, all that. Um, but Danny Garcia, impressed, too. He brought it. I, um, I like the match. I, I just, I, uh, I feel like he he could have been a little more intense, just a tad. I don't know. I'm. Uh, so what was his match? I, when I thought of the, when I when I saw this match, I immediately thought of the one that he had with Minoru Suzuki, and yeah. I'm like, you know, if you got it, like, I need you to be able to go like that, and it kind of was, but it kind of was. I don't know. I, I should also state that I was doing homework at the same time. I like I said, I enjoyed it. I need to rewatch it to ensure the violence was on the level of what I thought it or hoping it was. But that's where I question it. I don't think the violence from Danny, at least, was, uh, was as no, good as it, it should. It wasn't very violent, but there was some aggression there. Um, yeah. I, think, I, mean, I think that's what Danielson's intentions was, kayfabe, to bring out that aggression. Um, because obviously he wants to recruit these young, hungry Aggressive guys like Danny Garcia. Yeah. Um, but I think the highlight was actually at the end um, when Danielson and Mark just unite and then finally confirm that we're going to get them one on one at Revolution. 
Yeah, that's right. And that one's probably going to be violent. Oh, yeah. Mox makes the save. B-Dry saves him from uh, the other dude, or from Garcia Garcia. with the chair. Says he doesn't need a chair to make him bleed. They're going to have a match of revolution. So that's like, okay, so so far, here's the revolution card like on paper. You got, that's probably going to be the main event, by the way. It's going to be Mox. And actually, no, it'll be probably be Cole and Page, Cole v. Page. So Adam v. Adam. You're going to get B-Dry versus Mox. You're going to get uh, a, t- a triple threat tag team title match. Mm-hmm. You got Ty Conti. Oh, no, that's going to be. Is that on Revolution? I think it's at Revolution, yeah. Well, then, fuck, yeah, you got fucking Ty Conti well, and Jade Cargill. Ty ran down to the ring just as Jade was about to say something about Revolution. I caught the word Revolution, then they just got face-to-face, so. All right. Fuck your shit. Uh, yeah, Britt and Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, this is just. I can't wait to do this next week. Bangers, dude. And this is like the pay per view going into the big pay per view. <laughs> so, it was some bitch, man. It's bananas. This is the benefit of doing pay per views every three or four months. Mm-hmm. You get to build to these big matches, and that's why the, the card is always full of bangers. Always. And it's the anticipation's high. And just everything about the show is awesome. It's always awesome. Yeah, as opposed to two pay-per-views a fucking month from WWE. Or, sorry, premium live events. And then we got a Saudi show. And then we got a network special. And we got house shows. Yeah, we're trying to figure out which ones matter, which ones don't. Yeah, I remember that like one time they were booking three pay-per-views at once. Yes, it was horrible. <laughs> I'll never fucking do it again. <laughs> um, so revolution predictions next week. Yes. It's, it's going to boggle our minds trying to predict that one. Um, it really is. I will confirm I got, though, I got a few already, though. For the world title, I'm going to predict Adam wins. Ah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Chad actually asked me if he can just make that prediction. No. If he can just predict that Adam wins. No. No, I need full name. <laughs> I no, I need either Cole or Page. God damn it! <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, speaking of predictions, I know we are both now the only eleven-time champs. Whoop whoop! It only took almost two years. I was going to say, how many stupid WWE pay-per-views did we have to fucking lose? Yeah, we're, we're very, we're very, very close to a uh, hundred predictions title reigns now too. Just a few more champions, and we've hit triple figures. Crazy. Oh, dang. I think we've only had seven or eight knowledge title reigns, and that's the longest running title we've got. But that's because Mike <laughs> held it for like 200 years. I was going to say. <laughs> felt like 200 years. <laughs> Phoenix is getting close. Um, all right, speaking of Phoenix, uh, before we get to the Geek of the Week, he's about to hit 30 days uh, without a defense, which means it is time to cut a promo to remain television champion. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Phoenix. Seems that some people never learn. 
the captain finally wants his title back in a rematch of last year. You honestly think I didn't notice the spoilers? <clears throat> I didn't miss a damn thing. Sure, King of the Mike may have thrown me off a little bit, but can you really count that since you only use it as a platform to demand Mia's tongue back from the demoness? Now, Mania season is upon us once again, and this is that time of year where everyone starts pointing at the Mania sign, but me, I'm going to point at my championship and say, come and get it. And that's all you had to do when you came back. You didn't need to hire a lawyer. You didn't need to hit me from behind with my own cue. All you had to do was ask. A couple of weeks ago, you issued an apology for not doing it sooner. Funny thing is, <laughs> I need to issue an apology myself for not finishing the job last year. I didn't need the demon to burn the shape last year. I'm sure as hell not going to need it to defeat the captain, Dazzy Dangerously, the shape, or even Myers. Whichever other gimmick you plan on using, all I need are these two suit bones. And this time, I am going to finish the job. I'll see you. On March 31st, cousin. Hmm. Guy, guy talks a big game. Daddy does, daddy does. Question hey, is, can he, can he play a big game? Ho! Been called uh, out, sucker. <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't have to defend a TV title for another 30 days, so... This is why we have a mini ring of games at Promo Mania, uh, and a winner, of course, gets a future shot at the TV title. So, let's find out who is this week's Geek of the Week to finish the week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, so this week's Geek of the Week. God, I can't. It's uh, fucking Brooke Jensen. No, what the fuck? It's the fucking goddamn the new Godwins. These fucking <laughs> nerds. Uh, Brooks and Jensen, I think, is their fucking name. I, I, they're out here fucking. Like, one minute, they're over there trying to date, uh, what is it, Casey Catanzaro and, 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 and her homegirl. And Hayden. And Caden, thank you. And he can't even get it, Caden. And now he's over here fucking making dating videos for fucking online. I'm like, what in the shit? The fucking guy. I understand that they're out of, you know, the dust. The dusty classic is over, by the way, for the men. But it's like, I understand these guys aren't doing shit. But this is the dumb, one of the dumbest vignettes I've ever seen. And and this is the thing. This is the thing. They're geek of the week. If I could have, like, a, if there was, like, a dude that, like, would flip the geek of the week, go from, like, most improved, there you go, most improved geek, it's fucking God, it's goddamn Andre Chase. Andre Ooh. fucking Chase. I know, yeah, you, I love the pop. Like, yeah, he had this stupid segment where he's in class teaching these kids about something, 
I don't even fucking remember what. I just remember that he was tearing their asses apart. Oh, you stupid son of this. And it's all bleep. I'm like, well, where the fuck is this Andre Chase? He's over here cussing these kids out. I'm like, I like this. Or he's, what did he tell me? He's like, uh, uh, he's like, oh, if, if you're going to wrestle, what's his name? He's like way bigger than you. What are you going to do? I'm going to slap the shit out of him. And I'm like, whoa, what the? I like this. This is cool. But it's like most proof geek. But yeah, I know these fucking new uh, goddamn new Godwins. Fucking get in the ring and learn something. Stop going on dating apps. Jeez. If you needed any more proof that uh, Brother Love was in charge of NXT now. Jeez. Uh, he's, it's all bad. All bad. Remember when they just NXT. wrestled on NXT? I mean, that's back in the day, you know, when it made sense. Yeah. But I mean... Speaking of real quick, I do want to touch on a couple other things on NXT though. Uh, uh, what's poor lady? I'm already Nikita, Nikita Leones. Yes. Or Nikita Lyons. He's been all over social media the past couple of days. So, so let me so let me tell you. Well, one side this, has. <laughs> let me tell you that I've made this joke with some people, and some Uh-oh. other people might get offended. And if they do, I apologize. But this is WWE's gift to Black History Month. There you go. A big, thick white lady for you folks. I'm, I had to say it. Uh, but no, okay. So I'm going to keep it fucking with you. She is mad attractive. Stupidly hot. Let's keep it funky. Apparently she has a small MMA background. She wrestled in WoW prior to coming to WWE. Not too many matches. Probably about a handful at the most. Mm-hmm. But um, for those who are just watching the highlight and like, oh, she's hot. She's probably really good. She's super <laughs> green. By super green, like they had a squash match that went like seven minutes and it shouldn't have gone like seven minutes. They would like tie up, say, hey, th- I'm going to do this. And then they would do the thing. Right. And then that's how it was. And it was just like, okay. And you could see uh, Nikita fucking mouthing, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, let's go home. Like, it was, it was, mm. it, it was, it is developmental, but she has, she has the look. Um, I do like her move set. Her moves are fluid um, when she hits them. But again, it's the whole stop, figure out, remember what I have to do, do process that she's like, obviously showing on TV. That'll go away because NXT is developmental. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not going to be the guy be like, oh, she's the next best thing. No, she, she's got a lot of work to do. But she is on the right path. I thought the uh, the, mark, the mark guy said we support them because they're hot. Because they're hot. Well, that's not true. But right now, <laughs> her support is strictly because she's hot. Um, I hopefully it'll change next month. Like I said, she was all over social media. Um, so I just all I knew was she debuted on NXT, uh, and everybody's talking about her. So I had a little look. She's apparently had a few matches on two hundred five. Oh yeah, that as well. She's worth two hundred five as well. I mean, like I said she's not bad. I mean, she's she's green as shit, but she's also fr- she's also brand new to the biz. You know what I mean? She was like a singer before this okay. year. So well, it makes you change my that. model. Facts. But then there was that, and then goddamn McZiggles, you no, son no, of a bitch. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying this because I didn't believe that this was actually going to happen. Him and Tommaso Ciampa put on pretty much a banger. Oh, very very good main event. Uh, goddamn Bob Rude, though, you some bitch. He fucking interfered. 
Uh, Dolph Ziggles wins. He's actually the number one contender for Braun Breaker. They're going to have a tag team match first, and it looks like it's going to be fucking Braun Breaker and um, Dolph Ziggles at goddamn, what is it, Stand and Deliver, which is the yeah. WrestleMania NXT pay-per-view. Even though it's not pirate-themed this year, they're sticking with Stand and Deliver. Yeah, because okay. we didn't use it last year, I think. No, they did. I know. I was being a dickhead. Oh. <laughs> But like the marketing guy's like, I'm pretty sure we didn't use this one. Perfect. Yeah, that's just laziness. Can you not come up with something Texas themed this year? Or? No. Are you? Come on. This is the company that made a billion dollars by firing a bunch of people and having a fucking deal with Saudi Arabia, but nobody looks at it as a negative way. Not like NXT Lone Star. Right. It worked for something, 911. You know, uh, fucking that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, I'm trying to think of something cool. It'd be like WrestleMania Battle at the Alamo or something. See, I'm fucking... Remember the Alamo. Marketing. There you go. <laughs> WrestleMania, remember the Alamo. Remember the Undertaker. There you go. Oh, yeah, they're going to be using the WrestleMania thing again for, like, WrestleMania Backlash. Ah, oh, that's right. I think, I think that's official. It's... Well, they're fucking officially stupid. Yeah. It, it didn't make any sense last year. It makes no sense this year. Stop it. You don't need to put WrestleMania in front of the next pay-per-view. There's nothing yeah, wrong with just backlash. Yeah. Asshole. Uh, all right. So this week's Wrestler of the Week. Wrestler of the Week. It's... It it was very easy for me this week, and then dynamite <laughs> happened. Um, so shout out for Danny Garcia because he was very impressive, uh, and he he hung with Brian. But wrestler of the week, I I think it's got to be Lita. Um, for like somebody that. who hasn't wrestled in over a decade, she killed it with Becky. Has it been that long? I'm sure they said it's like 12 years. Something like that. When was the Evolution pay-per-view? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Okay, singles match. Okay. Um, yeah, Evolution was a few okay, years but ago. Regardless, regardless, she's been out of the ring for at least three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which oh, is, it I, was her first, when... I think it was her first right. title match in like 12 years or something like that. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't give a shit what nobody says. I'll be, go ahead and stop wrestling continuously and then get back in it, wrestle one match, and then be out of it again for another three, four years. Yeah, I'd be rusty as a bitch. Yeah. Cold me. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Goddamn allergies. <laughs> but yeah, um, Lita killed it. Had a great match with Becky. Got a standing ovation after the match. Fully deserved. If she wasn't already in a Hall of Fame, she'd be going in this year right now. This is um, true. I, I, I kind of want to see another good full run, to be honest. Because she, I she like hasn't it. aged either. Something about these, some of these ladies in WWE, bro. Some of them haven't aged, which is bananas. And she is definitely one of them. But it's like, I do really like the idea of her having like another run. But then again, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many politics and bullshit. Yeah, I still feel like she should be challenging Charlotte at WrestleMania and Ronda should be facing Becky. 
but that's just yeah. Me. But yep, what do we know, right? Yeah, we know we nothing. Just watch the product. We just we just, we just like the them because they're hot. Because <laughs> they're hot. <laughs> Uh, okay well your week is complete thank you everybody for spending your first day with us you know where to find us at max Austin uk on twitter and captain 512 and at smrpodnet once again the website maxwrestling.net and now listen up you pencil geeks this is what moses has for you this week that's right god damn it check it out so the official date it's happening it's really happening uh you know you can fucking throw the whole michael scott meme in there Dropping, I believe it's the 14th, March the 14th, marks the return of Retro Rewind. We kick it off with a basic Raw and Nitro. I don't give a shiz. I uh, got the itch, had to do it, decided I'd write my notes at the same time. So that show is going to be recorded probably today, but it will drop on the 14th of March, March 14th. So I think it's like, uh, like two and a half weeks away, something like that. So that is a return to retro. Uh, Bolt Rant stuff is getting even more fired up as of late. Uh, combined NFL comp scouting combine is supposed to be next week. However, there is some concerns about it. There's about 400 players who do not do not want to attend because of the COVID nonsense. So we'll see how that goes. But I will, if they decide to have one, I will keep a track. Mention any names, guys who are raising or lower in their draft stock. Uh, Mock Draft Mondays comes back, uh, I believe, on the 28th, which is an actual Monday. Uh, Don't guarantee it, but yeah, just there's all kinds of nonsense out there. And, 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 so wait for somebody to open this, answer this goddamn open challenge. I don't give a shit what Trav said. If he wants to make a fucking handicap match, I'll cripple his goddamn legs. That's what he wants to do, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the bitch is still open. All right. Somebody walk through the forbidden door, please. Come on, forbidden door. Uh, and with that said, no, also, by the way, um, exactly a month from today, the week before Promomania, is our Max Wrestling's seventh anniversary. Uh, with that said, join us next week for AEW Revolution predictions. I don't need to give you another reason. It's AEW pay-per-view time. Let's go. We we wait months for these things. The hype. The hype is real, baby. And go at them. Go at <laughs> <go> them. <laughs> You've been watching the Gap and Mo. Goodbye. And good. Night. Bang. Goddamn Chad, answer your phone. I'm trying to call you. Goddamn.